Hey, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of Scotch and Scripts. I am your host, David Radney. Today, I am drinking Nika whiskey from the barrel. I have to tell you, since being introduced to this uh, last summer at a party, it has quickly become one of my favorite whiskeys. It's hard to come by, though, so when I see it, I buy it. This is actually a really, really good whiskey, and I want to share what I like about this whiskey with you guys. I took some notes here, but I want to just... Of course, you can see the color. I mean, we're, we're gold on the color for, for Nika. The aroma, very fruity. Orange peel, I'm, I'm getting a lot of orange peel from that. Now, the tasting notes say apricot, and I, I'll tell you, I don't, I don't get that from it. But the orange peel, I, I definitely get that right off the bat. Tasting that, really smooth, really smooth, start to finish. It's got a nice warm finish, nice and creamy. If you guys haven't tried Nika and you are a whiskey lover, let me show you this bottle again. Nika from the barrel. That's what we're highlighting today on Scotch and Scripts. Now, today we're going to be interviewing Tara. She is a real estate agent with Keller Williams out of Ridgewood, and she lives in a town called Wyckoff, New Jersey. And the reason I wanted her on this podcast is she's really doing something that a lot of agents need to be doing during this time. She has really pivoted with her business and worked on building her brand and coming from contribution. How can she best help the public? How can she best help the small businesses in town get the word out about who they are, what they're doing, how they're operating, what services they're offering during the self-quarantine? And I just, I've been watching her. I've been following her Facebook and looking at her on Instagram and IGTV, and I love what she's doing. And so when there's a blueprint out there, we should be following the blueprint. So I wanted Tara to come on Scotch and Scripts and share what she's been doing how she set these interviews up, how she's distributing the interviews, and more importantly, the feedback she's getting. So, Tara, so happy to have you on, and let's go ahead and get into it. Cheers, everybody. Thank you for joining Scotch and Scripts. Welcome to uh, a new episode of the podcast. Today, I am drinking Nika whiskey from the barrel. So, what, what do you have in your cup today? I have um, club soda and vodka. <laughs> Well, cheers to you. Thank you for having me. Cheers to you as well. Thank you for joining. So I've been super excited about interviewing you because I've been watching you. You know, I, I stalk your Facebook and your Instagram, and I've <laughs> seen so many great things that you've been doing lately. However, before we get into that, I'm really curious to know, how did you get into real estate? Um, so I used to be a teacher. I was a teacher in New York City for 12 years. And as much as I loved teaching, I just, I had a feeling that really wasn't for me. Um, so I had always thought about getting into real estate. I have family that was in real estate that is still currently in real estate. Okay. So I had my son and I was like, oh, I'm going to take the course. I'm going to take the course. And then I didn't. Mm. And I was kicking myself. Then I had my daughter and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. This is something I've been talking about and thinking about for the longest time. Um, so with that said, I took the course and here I am. Um, yeah. And 
like I said, I just knew teaching wasn't for me anymore. I still knew I wanted to do something that was helping people mm -hmm. because it, it, I loved working with kids. Right. Yes. And, you know, I taught in some very difficult neighborhoods in the city. Okay. And I always, um, what do I want to say? I felt like I was really doing something good. Of course. For a lot of the kids. And I do miss that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. I just knew I was, that part of my career was coming to a close. So I knew with real estate, I could help families, families right. with kids, you know, young adults starting out, I could help them mm -hmm. find their home where they can make memories with their own families. So I just wanted to continue to do something where I could help others. Well, that makes sense. And being in real estate, you're also still in education because whether you're working with a buyer or seller, you're always educating them on the process of buying or selling a home. Right. And you're also a, a problem solver. Like these people have an issue. They have to sell their home or buy a house for a specific reason and mm -hmm. you're there to help solve that problem and help them either get their home sold or find the right property for their family. So you're still in education as a, as a real estate agent. Right. With adults. With adults. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, so let me ask you, you know, you're going through what we're all going through. Uh, you had your real estate business, it's going, you're rocking. And then all of a sudden everyone's quarantined and we're at home and we can't do business as usual. And so I really want to ask you, um, being a newer real estate agent, you know, how did you, how did you pivot? Like, what are you doing to make sure that you can still help people and be a problem solver and that people don't forget about you and you stay top of mind? Good question. So like you said, you know, being newer in the industry, I very easily could have just said, you know what, I'm not going to do anything. I, you know, I'm going to, cry. Woe is me. You know, yeah. I had momentum going, things were going good. And then, you know, everything comes to a screeching halt. So I could have just laid down and said, okay, we'll mm -hmm. wait till, you know, we're out of quarantine and I'll get back up and running. Right. But obviously I knew in my head that wasn't a good idea. Mm -hmm. And knowing the person I am, once I'm in and I'm doing something, I'm not going to stop and I'm all in. So laying down and waiting for this to be over wasn't in my plan. Not an option for you. No, yeah. definitely not. Got so it. with that said, I knew it was going to be difficult. One, you know, husband being home, not working, my two and four year old being home, everyone home 24 seven. So in my head, I was really trying to figure out how am I going to do this without, you know, my husband being mad at me, me neglecting my kids, me yelling at my kids, me yelling at my husband, whatever the case was. <laughs> <laughs> I just was really trying to figure out how I was going to do this. And I'm not going to lie, in the beginning, I was very overwhelmed and stressed out, which I'm sure everyone was because this is something that is new for everyone. And, Absolutely. you know, you really don't know how to maneuver and work around all of these things. So I just started to make lists. My lists were very, very long. <laughs> and again, started to become overwhelmed. And I was like, what am I gonna do? I can't do all of this. I'd get to the end of the day and just things wouldn't be accomplished because I think I would get anxious that I had so much on my list that 
I just, I wouldn't do it. Of course. So I backtracked a little bit and I asked myself the question, what can I do to help? I feel like that's, that's me. What can I do to help? That's you know, right. coming from being a teacher, mm -hmm. now doing real estate, how can I still continue to be out there and, you know, help others while also having my face out there? Of course. Uh, as much as I don't, you know, love doing videos or putting myself in front of a camera, um, I knew I had to do something. So first I created a birthday train for the town. Okay. That was and the what's first. What's a birthday train? Birthday train, birthday parade. So I had put a post on Wyckoff Moms mm -hmm. and said, you know, let's bring some cheer to the town and do a birthday parade train, whatever. Different towns call it different things. Okay. So basically, people would reach out to me. I put my email. I said, you know, if your son, your daughter, your husband, someone has a birthday that you know of, email me and I will add you to this spreadsheet. Once I put you into the spreadsheet, I then went up, went on to sign up genius, which I made a, um, a link for each individual birthday. So people could sign up to do drive-bys mm -hmm. for someone's birthday, you know, beep the horn, put a sign at the window, whatever the case was, but there was only, what I did, only one person could sign up every half hour, just gotcha. so there wasn't, you know, to keep the social distancing and Makes that sense. there wasn't congestion at people's homes. And then people ended up, you know, hanging out, talking. I didn't want that to fall back on me. So that was the first thing that okay. I had started to do with it. Sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it was. And I didn't realize what I signed up for at first. My husband kept being like, what are you doing? I'm like, signing up for another birthday, making another link. Because <laughs> it was each individual person needed their own link for someone to click on. Yes. So I was like, oh my gosh, what did I sign up for? But once I started to get in the swing of things and really, because initially I didn't know Sign Up Genius and you know, I hadn't had experience really with all of that. I just taught myself how to do it and to make it work. So from that, which it's still going on. I did it for March and April, thinking we'd be out by April. Right. Um, if we have to do it for May, then we will. But it has brought a lot of cheer to mostly kids because, you know, they're having their birthdays and they're not, ha you know, their parties are getting canceled. So having someone drive by has been great for all of the kids and adults. My husband turned 40 and I put him on there. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> That's yeah. really cool. So he was like, are you serious? You're putting me on this. But, but I bet he enjoyed it too, though, right? No, he did. He did. It was nice because, you know, get outside. It was a beautiful day. That's the other thing. It gets people outside opposed to being inside. Because, you know, it's easy to just go through your day to day and stay in the house. You need to sometimes just push yourself out. So if you know people are coming by your house for your birthday, for your child's birthday, then you're going to go outside. So that was very well received. Perfect. Um, so then from there, I was like, well, what else can I do for the town? You know, living in Wyckoff, um, 
there's a lot of us, a lot of real estate agents. Yes. And I was just, my wheels were spinning. What can I do to help others? You feel so helpless in this time when you see like the nurses, the doctors, the firemen, the policemen, you know, all those first responders that are out there. And you're like, well, what, what can I do? Right. You know? So then I was like, okay, I follow all of these restaurants in town. So initially I just started to share their, whatever post they would put on whatever their specials were. Mm -hmm. um, I started sharing them on Instagram and then I was like, oh, well, maybe I should put my face out there yes, <laughs> and do videos with them. So I started reaching out to, initially it was just restaurants within Wyckoff. Then I expanded and I've gone to um, holistic nutritionists, mm -hmm. um, uh, physical fitness, you know, trainers. Perfect. Because I've, those two things in itself during this time, I feel like are very much needed. Absolutely. Just, you know, to handle the stress, your mental health. Um, so I did that. Um, what else did I do? Um, tons of toys, yeah. um, you know, just different businesses within the town. I reached out to just because, you know, I wanted to support them and everyone in town to support them right. as well, because, you know, they're also out there risking themselves. They're on the front line. To, Absolutely. Right, mm -hmm. To support us, you know, to make sure we have toys and Easter baskets for our children, you know, tons of toys. Meyer's chocolates, you know, all of the chocolates, they stayed open working hours, hours. Um, and then all the restaurants, you know, they're staying open, risking their lives to, you know, make sure we have food and have delivery because it's been really hard to get grocery deliveries and has been. Uh, yeah. So thank God for all of the restaurants because some people that can't one, go out shopping, two, can't get a slap for delivery, Right. what's your next option? Or you just get tired of cooking seven days a week and not being able to go out, so you just want to break up the right. monotony of no. cooking every day, so I get that. Right. How receptive were the restaurants to you when you called and, and presented to do a video for them? Were they receptive? Oh, absolutely, very. You know, yeah. I was, at first, I was a little hesitant because I was like, they're so busy right now. They don't want to be bothered by this, but it was the complete opposite. And I reached, I either did Facebook messenger, mm -hmm. Instagram called or email, whatever way I could get a hold of them. That's how I ended up, you know, making the contact. And most of the time they have someone else that's controlling their social media or, you know, their marketer marketing efforts. Gotcha. So it makes it easier for them to, you know, they're in the restaurant or they're in the store doing whatever, they can just delegate that task to their marketing person. So I think that's why they were so receptive of doing it. And the majority of people that I reached out to were on board. They were really excited about doing it. Um, I think only one, one person was like, you know, just not interested right now. We don't have the time. And that's completely understandable. You know, they may not have those extra hands to help them or delegate different jobs. 
during this time. Of course. So I'm thinking that most agents that are listening to our interview right now are like, wow, that's fantastic. Look at what she's done. And I'm sure they're curious to know, how did you go about setting up the video? Did, what type of platform did you use to do the interview? How did you distribute the interview? And what kind of reception has that um, video received? So I initially, because obviously everyone is learning Zoom right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I kind of just started to play with Zoom. And obviously with Keller Williams, we're doing so many classes on Zoom. Mm -hmm. You kind of had to learn it fast. So right. I did all of my videos, video interviews on Zoom, and I would email the link with the time. You know, I would schedule it right. for whoever it was that I was meeting with at that certain time. I would send it to them. And then, you know, obviously they would log on. My other thing was, are people going to have Zoom? And I don't, there wasn't one person that was like, well, what's Zoom? Not one person, because I was nervous that people were going to even know what Zoom is. What do I have to do? I didn't have to explain how to do it to anyone. So that was like, that was a relief because okay. and I would have had to explain that, uh, which would have been fine. And I would have. Right. So, you know, I just did this side by side gallery view interview with them record and very important. My very first interview. Okay. Note to everyone out there, make sure you are recording because my first interview, I did not record and I had to call that person back and ask them to do it again. <laughs> That's tough right there, right? It's, it's definitely a hard lesson to learn and I, I actually have had the same type of issue. So now I have my Zoom meeting set up where they automatically record. I never turn it off for anything because I can always go back in and edit in iMovie or YouTube. So I just keep it running no matter what. Right. I'm glad they were gracious and allowed you to redo the interview. Yes, me too. I was a bit embarrassed, but you know, you move beyond that and yes. put your pride aside and just be like, you know what, I made a mistake. Mm -hmm. And you know what, the second interview was better than the first, so. There you go, you owned it and you got a better interview anyhow. So you interview them and what, what are they talking about? Like, what questions are you asking? What are they sharing that's, that's helpful for you to get out? So initially, before we even have the Zoom meeting, I speak to them, obviously, on the phone. Or even, you know, before recording, we'll go over it. Before I hit record, we'll go over everything again as well. But mm -hmm. when I speak to them on the phone, I give them a little insight as to what I'm going to ask. If it's a restaurant, you know, I just ask them, how you know they're managing obviously how's every how is everyone is right. everyone safe and then after that you know just how are they managing right now during this time um what specials are they running um if they're doing you know curbside pickup delivery you know just things that are pertinent to whoever it was that i was talking to like the savan who does the uh, Zoom workouts. You know, she works in a gym. So obviously the gyms are closed. Right. So I needed to obviously target my questions to her because now she has her own personal training business that thank God, you know, she had set it up before this had even gone down. Um, you know, just how are you, what are your time slots that you're offering classes? How do people sign up? Um, 
So just targeting my questions to whoever it was that I was talking to. And I would prepare them before, obviously, recording so they, they weren't, blind, weren't blindsided. Of course. This is what they do. So, you know, they know the answers to the questions. That's right. Um, what else? And where are you, you know, once you wrap the interview, mm -hmm. where are you distributing those videos? So once I finish the video, I obviously save it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it goes, you need to figure out where it goes on your computer because, you know, it just doesn't pop up in documents or whatever. You know, you need to search Zoom and then all of your, a Zoom folder will actually pop up. It just won't be there in your, maybe the last one will be in recents, but not right. the others. So Thanks. there's an actual Zoom folder within your um, computer. I don't know. Probably your, your downloads, probably in that area. Right. Um, so make sure you just go through and label all of them so you know what they are because then obviously you need to go through and click on all of them too, which is easy to do, but it's just easy if you stay on top of it and name them, name the file right after you finish. So once I do that, save the file, I send it to whoever I had the interview with mm -hmm. and share it with them as well. So they can, you know, put it out there on their end. So I put it on um, Instagram, social media, Instagram, mm -hmm. Facebook, my Facebook business page, my personal page, and then I'm also putting it on my YouTube channel. Fantastic. So you have a YouTube channel. Are you also sharing it on LinkedIn as well? I'm not, but I need. Yeah, you should. You really should. You know, there's also a way where there is a website called Fiverr. I don't know if you're familiar with Fiverr. I feel like I've heard of it. You can actually pay people to like create logos for you, create websites for you, but they also will transcribe video for you. And so one thing you may want to think about doing is sending them your video and having them transcribe the interview and then posting that on LinkedIn as an article, your interview with the owner of X restaurant or with a physical therapist or a trainer or one of the local restaurants, they can transcribe it and you can actually write articles and share that on LinkedIn because a lot of people on LinkedIn like to read. So you just have to put content out for the people and how they like to receive it in LinkedIn. They like to read a lot of articles. Right, oh, that's a good idea. Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. -E -R. I'll send over a link to you and I'll put a link in the comments to this video so people know. So you, you send the video over to them so they can share it. You're sharing it on all your social media sites. You're also gonna start sharing that on LinkedIn. What, what are people saying when you post these videos? What type of feedback are you getting from your followers, from the public that sees your videos? You know, they're really appreciating the information because, you know, sometimes people just, they don't know the information and sometimes they don't have the outlets to find the information or maybe even the patients to look for it. So if they know, now people are gathering that I am sharing. Mm -hmm information that is pertinent to businesses within town and supporting local and really pushing for the town to support the local businesses. I'm noticing a lot more um, traffic Perfect. at my pages. Mm -hmm. um, 
and they're appreciating the information that I'm putting out there. I had also, um, you know, with the restaurants, I had typed up a, a flyer, I guess, you know, and put all of the restaurants that are open in Wyckoff currently, because, you know, some have closed, some are still open, you know, most of them have changed their hours and mm -hmm. that. Um, so I put that on my Instagram, my Facebook, my personal page, I put it on Wyckoff Moms. Um, and because people are usually like, oh, is Wyckoff Pizza open, you know, putting that out there. And then someone posted, oh, Tara, you know, tagged me, Tara just posted this um, flyer an hour ago with all the restaurants that are currently open in town. Okay. Okay. Um, and a side note to that, because I know you had said, you know, things I've learned and yes, you know, what should do go next time or whatever, you know, so I personally reach out and call all of these restaurants. It's probably a pain for them because, you know, I'm calling, not putting an order in, you know, I'm mm -hmm. just, you know, I tell them what I'm doing and just want their, to know what their hours are and so on and so forth. A few either didn't get back to me or, you know, were so busy, didn't answer their phone. So I didn't want to put misinformation on my flyer. Yes. Still commented on those ones that I, there were two or three, two that I didn't put on there. Right. So commented on those I'm like I'm sorry I'm trying right right maybe next time I would have just waited till I heard back from every single restaurant I don't know no I I don't think you wait I I think um there's some FOMO some fear of missing out so if people start seeing all these other restaurants getting traction and they're not getting back to you and so they're not getting added in they're going to start reaching out to you Right. And that's what you want. So I think the way you're handling things is definitely fine. Um, as you as you were talking, though, something came to mind that I wanted to bring up. I know you're doing a great job of having everyone go to your social media and go to your Facebook and go to your Instagram and to your YouTube, which is fantastic. And yet, what are you doing to bring them into your website? Do you have a website where you have maybe a blog where people can go and get this information, a blog where you post the videos and you post the restaurants that are open and what their hours are. So when people want to know what restaurants in Wyckoff are open and what are they servicing, they end up going to your site. You're the person who's doing the updating and sharing the information and they see you as the resource. And so, yeah, they're going there to look at restaurants, but then you also have a call to action. If you're interested in knowing what your home is worth or looking at neighborhood stats, download my app and then just kind of bringing them into your world. Right. That's a good idea. So I couldn't, in command, I could make my own separate landing page just for that. Maybe. Just for that and a call of action, a call of action at the end of your videos that say, hey, if your restaurant hasn't been, you know, promoted, reach out to me. I'd love to be able to share what you're doing and, mm -hmm. and help the best way I can. Here's how you reach me. You need a call of action to get those people who you haven't interviewed with to get them to reach out to you and um, set up an interview. Right. That's a good idea. That's awesome. And here's what I, here's what I love right now. I know the fact that I just said that to you. I know you're going to do that. And that just, I love that about you because there are so many times that you share information with people and only about 10 or 20% of the people take action. I know you're in that 20% and I know you'll go do it. 
and your business will be better for it and you will be helping more people and solving problems out there. So I'm, I'm super excited about that. Me too. I mean, like I said in the beginning, I'm either all in or I'm not, you know, I'm yeah. even during this weird time, mm -hmm. I still need to, you know, keep pushing and putting myself out there. Sure. Um, but, you know, the videos have, you know, the supporting local videos have really, it's been great and I've gotten a lot of good feedback from it. So I'm happy that I have done it. You know, just one, I'm helping people in yes. town, you know, pushing to support local and also, you know, getting my name and, you know, my face out there. Mm -hmm. And like everyone has said during this time, you know, videos, videos, videos. Um, who was it yesterday on Gene Rivers uh, call? Mm -hmm. you know, couldn't emphasize that enough between Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. He more was leaned, you know, Instagram and um, YouTube. He's like, everyone's on the computer right now. Everyone's reading something. So in, even before all of this had gone down, I knew I wanted to do videos. Okay. Wanted, I mean, I don't like them, like I said in the beginning. Mm -hmm. You know, I am getting comfortable, but I had started initially before doing all of these, you know, support local videos. Um, each day I wanted to try and give myself a setup. You know, what would I be putting out there on video? So like um, Mondays would be motivational Mondays. You know, maybe I'd have a video, maybe I'd have a quote, maybe I would just, you know, get on video and say something quick, like, motivating to do with your day right tuesdays was tuesday tips and you know i had started out my first video was about first time home buyers um so i did that and then wednesdays was what's happening wednesdays which today kind of turned to wellness wednesday because i put the nutritional coach yes out there. I, saw that. Yep. Mm -hmm. I just switched that quick so each day i'm trying to target something based on the day so that I can continue to keep my content going. Awesome. Um, sometimes, you know, you kind of just sit there, okay, well, what's next? What else can I do? You know, without obviously boring everyone, but people are going to watch you because they want to. And that's what I've come to the conclusion with. As much of a critic I am about myself, I'm sure. I'm sure other people might be, but not, you know, they're watching you because they want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear what you have to say. You're providing value. We are always going to be our own worst critics. The people who are watching us are watching us because we are providing value and they are engaged. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, putting myself out there. And also, I had told you this the first time I took push. I'm not from New Jersey. Mm -hmm. I'm from upstate New York and I don't have family here. You know, I don't have friends here that I went to high school with or grade school with. So for me, I need to be doing, you know, making the calls and doing these videos to get myself out there because if I don't, I'm, you know, I'm not going to get business. So I understand. I get it. You know, I lived in Wyckoff as well. And I was from, I grew up in Ohio, so I didn't have that sphere of influence. So I had to make sure people knew who I was. And what I had to understand about being a real estate agent, an independent contractor, 
is that I really had to have a media company. I had to go out and promote myself and show people who I am and what I do. And right now, the, the, the benefit of our quarantine is that we have more time on our hands when we can focus on learning Zoom, learning YouTube, learning social media, and how to take these videos and get them out to the masses so people know who we are. It's brand awareness. You are a brand. People are going to hire you because they want to work with you and they recognize you and they remember what you did to help them during the quarantine. And so you're doing all the right things. You are building a brand. You are a media company. Well, and also, you know, I'm a people person, you know, mm -hmm. I'm social. So being stuck in home mm -hmm. and not being able to either, you know, of course, making the calls to FISBOs and expires, it's daunting, but I do it. Yes. If you put me in front of someone, I can talk to, you know, I'm a nice person. Not that I'm like, you know, boosting myself, but I'm a nice, I'm a friendly person. If you put me in front of someone, I can start the conversation. You know, I can talk to you. So having to do this it's, and be stuck at home, it's difficult. So that's why, you know, doing the videos, even though initially, it's uncomfortable because right. it's something different and it's out of your comfort zone, but it's good, you know, and it has me talking and talking to myself most of the time, <laughs> but, um, no, it's been, it's been great. And I'm happy that, you know, I did pivot. Yes. Because right. honestly, I don't know what else I would have done. I think. I was meant to be doing this because, yes, you know, it's not like I have this big book of business that, you know, I'm still crazed in all over the place and I have listings here, listings there. This is what I'm supposed to be doing right now, you know, to be branding myself and getting myself out there. I, I love it. I love it. Can I give you a suggestion something, another thing that just came to my mind? Mm -hmm. You just mentioned how you're social and you love interacting with people. So what if you, you know, Wyckoff moms or, or on your personal Facebook, it just doesn't have to be Wyckoff people. However, what if you hosted an evening happy hour? You know, once your kids are in bed and whether that's seven or eight o'clock in the evening, what if every night, Monday through Friday for half an hour, you hosted a Zoom call where people could log on and you just share a story with me from today. Tell us something funny and you kind of talk about something great that happened with your kid, a great interaction, a funny interaction, something that frustrated you and you just had a happy hour with all the moms that are out there and you, you guys poured, you know, a glass of wine and you just talked and chatted it up for about 30 minutes or 45 minutes, maybe five days a week, maybe two or three days a week. What if you hosted the party and you invited those people in? And they became fast friends because you guys are bonding over the same issue that we're all dealing with, which is being quarantined at home with our, our loved ones all day, every day. If you became the life of that party and people saw you, not just as the realtor supplying me with good information, but, you know, Tara's my girlfriend. I, I feel like I know her now because of this bonding that we've done. Right. How, so how do you think that would go? Actually, I did. Initially, when this all had taken place, I did do a Zoom happy hour. Awesome. So rewind a little bit, and I did forget mm -hmm. to talk about this. I had started to do a thing called Moms and Mimosas. Uh -huh. in town, 
but my first one was supposed to be March 23rd. Oh. Canceled. So right. canceled it and set up the moms and mimosas happy hour, but we did it at night. And it started at eight and didn't end up, we didn't end until 1230. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh, hey. Yeah. So Amy Scorantino and I were on there. <laughs> That's my girl. I love Amy. <laughs> She's best. Um, so with that, I had said, and I have it on my to-do list here that I need to, cause I'm going once we're let out into the wild, mm -hmm. um, to continue to do the moms and mimosas and host it at my house once a month. That was my plan before mm -hmm. the coronavirus. Um, but now I had said on my list, I need to create a Facebook page, moms and mimosas, and just, you know, build up a little, um, what do I want to say? Like a little traction to, you know, because I had had my invite out there and I had 25 people coming. That's awesome. So I need to do a Facebook page just to, you know, keep the momentum going. And then once we can, you know, continue, start to do things again, I'll do another one, a live one. Absolutely. In the meantime, though, keep doing it maybe once every Monday, mom to mimosas on Monday. Yeah. These mothers, a lot of them, they, um, they have their own side businesses they do, or their husband owns a business or that one restaurant or store where you can't get in, they actually know the owner and they can actually put you in touch with yeah. that person you want to interview. And you're, you're constantly reminding them of what you do. You're helping them promote what they do. I, I think it could be fantastic if you focused on doing that like once a week and people would look forward to spending that time with you once a week and you would have fun. I mean, come on, you're drinking mimosas, you're chatting it up with local moms and sharing stories. Yeah. It, it sounds, it sounds great. So um, that's awesome. And, you know, obviously I wasn't, you know, with the moms and mimosas, it wouldn't have been anything like real estate related targeted. Obviously, if it came up in conversation, it came up in conversation right. you know, more for, you know, networking. And like you said, there's other, you know, moms that are self-employed that have business mm -hmm. this and that. So I thought it was a good thing for moms who are, either, you know, stay at home or work from home, whatever the case may be to network together, you know, once a month during the day. Okay. Scott was like, wait a minute, I just realized you're having this event at 11 o'clock. He's like, you're gonna drink mimosas then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Most moms are like ready to go. Yes, absolutely. Yes, 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 they are. So I have a couple more questions for you before we uh, wrap up. Number one, around what you're doing to be the digital mayor of Wyckoff, what question have I not asked you that you want to talk about and share with people who are, especially other agents that are thinking about doing something similar in their town? What's a question I haven't asked you that you feel could bring value? Hmm. That's a good question. Okay. Because, I mean, I have to thank you so much, you know, because you, having you hold me accountable, and you're not even like fully holding me accountable, but I know... Like I'm telling you I'm doing something, I'm going to do it because I've told you. So I have to give many, many thanks to you just because you push me in every way out of my comfort zone and I know I'm going to do it. So it's hard for me to 
because you give me such good feedback and okay. okay. For me, it's hard to think what you haven't asked me because. Yeah, I think we covered a, a good amount of information. I mean, it's um, you, you cover some of your mistakes and I think that one mistake you shared was key because now everyone's going to make sure that they press record and their interviews are recorded. So like everything we talked about, I think brought people a lot of value. Uh, one, one question I do pose to everyone I, I interview is I want them to give me a question that I can pose to the next person I interview. And so I wanted to know, do you have a question that I could share with uh, someone I interview in the future? Hmm. If you were in the shoes of a newer agent, mm -hmm. what would you, what would be the first thing you would do once we are out of quarantine. Once you're back out and able to do business again, what's the first thing you would focus on and like run after to do? Um, does that make Love sense? It. No, it, it completely makes sense. And, I, and that's definitely a question I'm gonna pose to someone. Here's what I have to say, and I just wanna pay a compliment to you as we wrap up. So many people are thinking about that. So once we're free of quarantine and I can go back to work, how am I gonna go out there and do it? I almost feel like at that point in time, it's too late. People need to be taking action and doing what you're doing. You have pivoted, you have used social media as a way to promote yourself and help other people promote their business. You're still making phone calls, you're still prospecting. So you have not lost that momentum. When the quarantine's lifted, you're gonna hit the ground running and everyone else is still gonna be trying to figure out what do they need to do. So. I just want to give you kudos for staying plugged in, understanding what's important and what your job is and what you need to be doing every day and sticking to it. I think that's fantastic. And I'm super proud of you. And I love what I've been seeing, you know, on your Instagram and on your Facebook page and hopefully soon on LinkedIn and YouTube. I just, I look forward to seeing it all. It's awesome. No, thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, I was quickly switching to command. Yes. I think it's really important for, because there's so many things people can do us as agents on command right now. I mean, I've just from putting Facebook campaigns on there, you know, I think I've done a total of five campaigns. Okay. I've received 28 leads. Some aren't legit. Like, you know, it's the name and number. It's not this person. Right. Whatever. Even if two of, out of the 28 are something. That's right. You know, I definitely encourage people to, learn command whether it's you know watching the videos late at night in bed if you can't you know because that's what i do sometimes if there's so many classes to offer that right. you know it's hard to net especially when you have kids and you have your husband at home and you're doing this class and that class to try and navigate it all so i that's what i do sit in bed at night and re-watch you know whatever videos elise has done mm -hmm. stay on top of it because that's the other part you know if you're not on top of command right now and everything else then come may june whenever the heck we're let out yeah it's gonna be tough because command in itself can be overwhelming alone so i definitely encourage if there's you know newer agents definitely if there's anything you know definitely focus on command and getting your database and everything up to par Sage advice is it, such great advice. And right now we've been given a gift of time. How are we going to use that time? I really feel like we need to double down into your point, learn command, 
learn YouTube. If you wanted to do a podcast, do a podcast. If you want to set up campaigns, set up campaigns. You have time. And so spend that time wisely because once that quarantine's lifted, we're not going to have these hours in a day where we can really focus on our business and what we need to do to make sure that we're building a solid brand. We have that time right now. So yeah, great advice. Thank you. Technology is the way of the world right now. I mean, before all of this, I was like, oh my God, from, you know, not teaching anymore. Cause I would always use technology with teaching. And then I had that gap when I was, you know, stay at home with my kids. I felt like my mom. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm losing all of my like technology <laughs> skills. And even once I started real estate, I was like, oh my God, how it moves fast. Yep. No matter how long you're out of it, a year, a couple months, things move fast. And if you're not on top of it, you can get buried very easily because like I said, I felt like my mom and now I feel bad that I would always like get annoyed. <laughs> mom, just figure out the iPad. Um, exactly. Yeah. So. All right. Well, Tara, I want to say again, cheers to you and all your success. And I'm going to make sure that I share your social media, your um, Instagram handle so people can follow you and see what you're doing and what you're up to. Awesome. I appreciate you being on Scotch and Scripts and, and thank you so much for making time for me today. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Always.